Welcome back to another week of Roommates with Cardell Jones, myself, and Tyvis Powell. Um, Tyvis, man, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. You know, hanging out. Glad I got to see my, I got to see my boy the other day, man. Look at look, <laughs> you looking good. I was yeah, like, look at yeah, you, yeah. boy. Was a, I need the number good, to your tailor. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, opening week of Urban Meyer's Chop House. We had a pretty cool event there with the Buckeye Crews. Raised a lot of money, sold a lot of things for this upcoming. I guess Buckeye Cruise season as we get ready to go down to Fort Lauderdale and, and pretty much attack cancer, man. So excited about that. And thank you Absolutely. for everybody for coming out to the Chop House um, in support of not just Urban Meyer, but the Buckeye Cruise for cancer and everything we do with those guys. So that was big. That was fun. It was good to see a lot of guys, Tyvis, Josh, Chris Fields, uh, and a number of other guys. Uh, you had freaking um, uh, Terrence Dow and then, of course, Seller. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was definitely a good time, man. It, it was beautiful, man. It, he actually, like, when I walked in there, I wasn't expecting it to look as nice as it did. So, he, I definitely will be going back. I tasted the steak. The filet tastes like butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looking forward to getting back there. But let's dive into some Ohio State football, man. One of the biggest questions we've been getting, one of the biggest things you see out there on social media the last couple of weeks is how do we replace, as Ohio State, how do we replace key players like Justin Fields, like like our center who's going who went second round to Green Bay, like you know linebackers who've been playing for the last three or four years. How do we replace those guys? And if we have to replace those guys, who are the guys we are turning to? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm gonna I'm let you handle the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, you know, you know, it, it's definitely gonna be real tough to uh, replace three linebackers that. I don't even know if that's been done like that. Like, that's kind of weird and kind of a new thing. But, like, especially the Mike linebacker, the Mike be the most important one because, you know, he's the one that gets everybody in line when things isn't going well. You know, he, he knows all the checks and adjustments and stuff like that. He's the voice of the defense. And to lose a tremendous leader like that, you know, that that's tough. But with that being said, you know, Ohio State recruits well. You know, they – it seems like every time this situation happens, the question always is, how will Ohio State respond? Now that they ain't got such and such anymore. And every year they do, it seems like they answer the bell. You know, it's always some guy that's ready to step up and make plays that we might not have even thought about. So I know Coach Mick is going to definitely have him ready. Uh, as far as, you know, as far – and then another key position was our uh, Tommy. We lost Tommy. And for people that don't know, like – Having a defensive tackle, a nose tackle like that, like to have you need that attitude on defense. That's the one who kind of dictates the run game. Like he's the one that brings that pressure. Like I remember when we were playing, um, we had Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett was our uh, our nose tackle, and when Mike B left, like our my last year playing, you know, Tommy was great. But, you know, Mike B brought presence to the middle like, of that line. Like, he was bringing pressure down the middle. And it was – we had Joey Bosa on the outside, so it was really nowhere for the quarterback to escape. So, to have that pressure down the middle is huge because it's it allows the back end to really play tight coverage, and now you have nothing to do. And being – and replacing that, 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 that is like can make a defense or break a defense. I think defensive tackle is uh, definitely one of the main – uh, positions we need to address. I mean, we do have Haskell coming back, so that's great. But, you know, we have we use two, so we need another one to step up and make those plays as well. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely important for the nose tackle positions. Think, thinking of Bennett, man, and bringing up some memories with him, man. He was so good at keeping a double team off the linebackers. Absolutely. You know, at, at that point where you got to think about it like a team like Ohio State where we like to run the ball in between the in between the tackles, but in particular in between the guard and the center. So a lot of inside zone and making our running back make the move on the second level because we had such dominant guys inside with uh, Wyatt and Josh to get up and so athletic to get up to these double teams to get, get off the three the three texts in the nose to get up on double team and now a guy like Trey Sermon and a guy like Master T can make his move he not getting touched he's four or five yards past the line of scrimmage right. now hey the offensive line did their job now the rest is for you. So my, mm-hmm. my my biggest points, my biggest guys, clearly, I'm not I'm gonna stop trying to be so biased with the quarterback position, but <laughs> the biggest, my biggest concern, not concern, my biggest test to me personally, what I would like to see Ohio State replace and the guys to step up is the center and the guards position because you like I said, you lost a lot. You lost, you lost that core. And that core, like you just said about the defensive tackle on defense, he controls and he's a big part of stopping that run. Well, the center and the both guards are the biggest part of controlling the run, definitely when it comes to inside zone. So I would like to see them address that position. I'm pretty sure they have. I mean, we talking about coaches. These are world-class coaches and world-class uh, recruiters. So yep. if we didn't have it, I'm pretty sure we did have it in reserve. <laughs> Best believe we got some guys coming in who can fill these voids. So looking they forward to that good. because that run game opened up a lot in the passing game. And you can just, especially in the Ryan Day's offense, you can just go back and ask a guy like a JT Bear, his last year with him, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and then clearly Justin Fields. So um, it's going to be big replacing those two guys. Well, those three guys up front, mainly those two uh, with the center and with Josh and um, um, Davis. But um, we'll see, and I'm looking forward to it. But like you said, man, you got you to have a nose guard to, 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 to be able to keep those double teams off your linebacks where they can just come downhill and make some plays. And I'll tell you what, and if they ain't, if they ain't there – Coach Mick gonna make one of his own <laughs> for sure. So yeah. it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, Coach Mick Marotti, man, that really, man, to me, one of the most key components of the whole program and not the whole athletic program when it comes to football because he spent so much time with these guys, him and his staff, getting these guys mentally and physically ready for a coaching style that's going to be hard for a camp that's going to be extremely hard for a season. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the hardest thing these guys have ever been through. You know, because Coach Mick has won on so many different levels and so many different places in college football. He knows what it looked like. And you have no choice but to adapt to, I wouldn't say his system, but his style. No, he has to. uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a real quick story. This is what I knew Coach Mick was crazy. (laughs) So so the first meeting, right, He, uh, you know, Coach Meyer, we came in early. So uh, (laughs) Coach Meyer was addressing the team. And he goes, uh, Coach Mick gets starts explaining like his style of coaching. He goes, he says, you know, have y'all ever heard of the phrase where you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink? And everybody's like, yeah. I said, he goes, if you take that horse by the back of the head and forces his head in the water, I guarantee you some water will get in his mouth. <laughs> Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is serious, right? Yeah. But he's 100% correct, though. So, yeah, you have no choice but to uh, adapt. And if you don't adapt to it, you they will weed you out, and it's going to be miserable. So, it's best to just go in with the mindset that you, you're ready to attack. That's funny, man. I remember that story because I was sitting, we were sitting in the back of that room. Like, oh my God, it's our first <laughs> college experience. These guys are crazy. And then I remember also a story Coach Meyer shared with us about something similar to that. And, and getting guys to pretty much 
buy in and to go all out for each other when I'm not going to name this coach. I'm pretty sure this was a super illegal what he did. But he said <laughs> it was, it was an NBA coach, one of the greatest NBA coaches, and has won championships as a front office manager in the last eight to ten years. And and I put like this, he coached – he was a part of the program with – down in the heat when Miami um, had Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Bosh. Clearly, you you know that who I'm talking about. But is that you know when, when but the coach is somewhere else at this point. He said the coach had like kind of a team cookout or whatever over, and it was all hanging out. And he took one of his players out of nowhere. He took one of his players' heads and dunked it into the the, um, the water to the, to the water where the ice Dude. had melted and the water. And he's forcing his head down, and that guy's doing everything he can to he finally get his head out of there. He's looking at the coach, what the hell are you doing? And going crazy. And the coach said, When you want to win as bad as you want to take the next breath, yeah. Yeah, that's when you that's when you develop a winning team and all that other stuff, which was a it was a great analogy for what we were going through at that point. Definitely, you know, 2012 when the coaches just came in, but don't even want to talk about that because 2012 scarred me a lot. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to more important things, man, with the Buckeyes. Um, word around town is that they are considering having the shoe filled to capacity this fall. How big is that for this pretty much in key positions, this young team in key positions that they'll have a lot of experience playing because you're losing so many great guys, 10 guys just got drafted. Um, how big is that for those young guys, especially on defense, to have – <laughs> yeah, to have that 13 pretty much guy on the field with the crowd because, you know, if, if the shoe can be filled to capacity this year, it's going to be hard. I mean, it already sells out. It's going to be hard getting tickets. It's going to be the hottest ticket in pretty for much sure. the Midwest by far when it comes to – to go all packing. last year for sure. Exactly. People try to come in there and, and, and be a part of that. And uh, just thinking about all the seniors and who missed out on opportunity to – because people, you know, like – Seniors in college, they will put off graduation in the spring just to have their tickets for the fall football season. You know, they will, they will put that off. That's how important it is to those guys. So it sucks that they can have that. Um, but how big do you think it's going to be for the Buckeyes to have capacity to shoot? Listen, it, it's it's definitely going to be a game changer, you know. Uh that it's the energy, like like to make a play, make a big play, and just hear that reaction, man. And then, especially on third downs, man, it, ooh, man, it's really a game changer. You know, it, it helps us on defense because that's it's all that energy we feed off of that energy. The offenses can't hear and make checks and adjustments, so it's it's like they gotta whatever they call it, they gotta run it because they can't they can't check out for the most part. <laughs> yeah, so that you know, and that's for a young guy, you know, just just to hear those people behind you, it's, it's very motivating. You know, it's like I want to make a play for my. You know, not just for my teammates, but for my my school. You know, everybody's watching. It is it. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. So it's gonna be sure. especially if they. I guess they're mm -hmm. talking about it during Oregon, which would be huge. You know, Oregon's historically always a great team. So you know, to have that full capacity, they're gonna definitely need that. Yeah, for sure. Especially like you said, coming in at home opener versus you know a top opponent, a top opponent in Oregon. Uh, but we know what happened last time we played those guys. So I'm pretty sure they could be licking, licking their chops and trying to get some revenge back on us. Definitely um, at the shoot. So um, I, I think, especially with an offense like that, I mean, you played against it, a high pace offense, want to get the want to get down and want to get the ball snap. I think they were mm -hmm. averaging 15 or 16 seconds per snap. 
including the play call and getting it ran and getting the signals. Yeah, I'm like having that. a relapse, cardio. So, Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that would definitely slow that offense down a little bit. Um, especially, you know, like I said, it's going to be rowdy the first game in the shoe. And I can only imagine how loud it's going to be if they're going to allow a full capacity. And speaking of how loud that week two is going to be um, for the Buckeyes, what is the loudest you think, in your opinion? It could have been going to Ohio State game through recruitment. It could have been playing there. It could have been coming back as a as a veteran, as an alumni of Ohio State. What's the loudest you ever heard the shoe? That's a good one, actually. Uh, the one that chops off at the top of my head is uh our last I think it was our last when we played Penn State in the blackout game. The first very the first ever. Listen, listen, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that game was so loud, twelve that I literally had a headache after the game. Like it, like they, I tell you what, they came out and they showed out. Plus, you know, it was cold. I think it was only like like. 20 degrees or something like that, but like all that energy, man, like you ain't even feel no weather, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah for sure. I remember like like not being able to even talk to Vaughn. And Vaughn literally stands like maybe six steps away from me. Like I could not talk to Vaughn. Like I had to like, you know, do my hand signs to him and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> gang banging. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't throw it on my hood. But anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely think that that was by far one of the loudest games that uh, at the shoot that I remember. I think either I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. That that game was pretty loud in the, in the crowd, and the energy was just insane. The first time ever blackout at the shoe, and um, yeah, it, it was crazy, man. But I, I would have to say between that one and 2013 when we played Wisconsin, and um, yeah. the, the headline of the, the headline was pretty much rally where we. Bradley Ruby versus uh, Jared Aberdash. Aberdash, that's what I call him. No, right. <laughs> he wore number four. He was, he was from freaking Wisconsin, and he was really freaking good. Yeah, so that was. was the headline, man. And um, I think that game really came down pretty much to the wire, if I can remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, dude. Yes, it at did. At the very end, you know, we had an unfortunate <laughs> injury. Yeah, because at the very end, we had an unfortunate injury to one of our key players, Christian yeah, Bryant. Dude. And uh, that pretty much, yeah, that pretty much hurt us in the long run. But, yeah, so I, I think between those two games definitely was the loudest. And um, it, it's crazy to only tell us the offense or you want to feel when you really feed that energy is when pretty much a touchdown or when you first run it out that you really get all that energy from the crowd that's going to be like this on defense. You guys getting that on pretty oh, much yeah, we get it. every play <laughs> and definitely on third down situations. So, I mean, I'm a part of that because I'm on the sideline going crazy, too, popping up the crowd and yelling. And, like, it's my it's my opportunity to go freaking ballistics as well. I just swear. like the crowd. So, but it would have been pretty sweet to – I mean, I've been on the receiving end of that with, you know, going down when we played in the Sugar Bowl. It's pretty much like a home game for Alabama. And, you know, third down, I got pretty much – I got pretty rowdy on top of being in a in an enclosed environment. But – Man, um, nothing like the shoe, though. And then another uh, allow one, man, is uh, Penn State in 2014 as well. I think I played Woo! one. I played one snap, and I got in on third. Uh, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> listen, yeah, so. listen, I'm telling you right now, it ain't no feeling in the shoe. <laughs> when you when that third down comes, you hear that. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah definitely. 
They definitely go crazy, man. And I don't know, I don't know what's the the rules out in Minnesota, but the Ohio State they open up the season um, with the Big Ten opponent out of Minnesota Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if they're going to allow Minnesota to have capacity or, or what forms of crowds and things like that. But if that's the capacity, if that if that stadium's at capacity, we played at Minnesota once. You know, at the time we was at Ohio State. Oh and my god! I the coldest game I ever. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. <laughs> my lord, probably, dude, that's the only game I probably ever prayed not to get in. Keep it close. Keep it close. <laughs> Wait a minute, Cardi. You don't understand. Bro, I have never, ever in my life been more motivated to get off the field on third down <laughs> so I can get back to that heated sideline. <laughs> yeah, oh, was, my that goodness. Was, hey, they, they, they smart enough to play them uh, early in the season this year. They smart for that one. Yeah, yeah. You got you got Ohio State going there on Thursday night, and, and Minnesota lost a few a few uh, key players as well with, with Bateman and a couple other guys going to the draft, and, and uh, good luck to those guys. I know some of those guys personally, but um, how big is it going to be for Ohio State to kind of overcome that adversity if they're going to be allowed to I mean, a role game is tough, period, because of the yeah. change in environment, the, mm-hmm. the routine you have to develop, and just the whole everything of it. You know, it's tough, yeah. period. When you add in that uh, extra element of uh, a crowd that's going to be just as hungry as any crowd in America because they'll be able to finally cheer on their alum, uh, their schools and, and support their guys, mm-hmm. how big is it for Ohio State and Ryan A to get these guys ready knowing that you got to replace – some of those key players in those situations that it wasn't just as big as them because they've done it before. How big is yeah. that going to be Ryan Day? I, it, it's going to be a lot. It's huge. It's going to be a, a huge task, I would say, because, you know, this isn't the same like old Minnesota. Like Minnesota used to kind of be, you know, kind of near the bottom of the big team. But now as of lately, you know, they're, they're a team that's looking to upset the uh, top teams in the uh, Big Ten, you know, they always have that that dog mentality. They are a very scrappy team, well coached. Um, and yeah, to have their fans behind them, I mean, that's going to be huge. They definitely going to feed off of that energy. And, you know, obviously the Buckeye, everybody views the Buckeyes as like the freaking New York Yankees. It's like, we come to town, everybody want to, how, how good would it be to upset the Buckeyes? Especially right. First game of the season. So, I mean, I don't think Ohio State needs to, like, any extra motivation. I mean, they should know what's at stake and they should know what's coming. I mean, they're going to definitely do a great job of letting them know that Minnesota is serious. So, don't don't take them lightly. Um, And I just think – I think everybody that we even question, you know, this will be a great test game. They'll they'll get to know where they're at, you know, because Minnesota definitely is a well-coached team and a scrappy team, like I said. And they're going to have to bring that dog mentality to to get this one, for sure. Sure. And in Minnesota, you look at them the last couple of years, it's always that one game that that slips them up every year for representing – because they're on the opposite opposite side of the Big Ten, right? Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. always that one game that really slips them up from – from um, uh, not allowing them to represent the West in a, in a Big Ten championship game. And you can go always back to it, either, you know, Michigan or, or Wisconsin or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a huge test. And I think it's great to get this test early on in the season and not some of those 
lesser opponents to pretty much build up your confidence. Not, hey, we're throwing you guys in the fire. Minnesota's mm-hmm. a great program. Hawks has a great program. Let's let's get the season started off right. And this can – you never know. A win or a loss to either um, either team can do this to this team or can do this to this team um, going on sure. to the, the rest of the season. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for it, but I think, you know, when we talk about that crowd factor and you're replacing – for one, your play call up front, which is your center who's making sure because he's he's identifying the front every time because that's going to change on certain blocks and inside and outside zone or who double teaming or who blocking back, et cetera. And then you got your 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 coach on the field, your quarterback, and you know, your new quarterback is going to be able to what needs to be able to communicate to the whole offense when it comes mm-hmm. to certain checks and certain looks like you're talking about, but yep. how difficult it's going to be versus a hungry, loud. Um, energetic crowd, and yeah, we can you can practice those situations. You know how we turn the music up and practice yeah. obviously band, the crowd noise. But it's, it's different. The real, yeah, the real test is when you get out there. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I and I'm anxious to see how these guys respond to a um, bit of adversity early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said before, this won't be a cakewalk for either team, not um, at all. So. It's the I mean, first. It, it, it's the first game, so it's you know it's they're still going to be trying to work things out. This is the first time, you know, they're going against somebody other than themselves. So you know, every everything is not going to go the way they think. You know? It's it's going to be kind of sloppy for a while. But towards the end of the game, start smoothing out, and that's when the team, one team will separate themselves from the other. It's all about how you respond and, and making adjustments and, and making things on and, and making them go on a run. And I'm looking back to last year versus Indiana, what how Ohio State adjusted at halftime and came out on fire. You know, mm-hmm. so um, like I said before, we got some of the greatest coaches in college football, and um, I'm pretty sure they up for the task clearly, and um, they gonna have these guys ready to roll. Absolutely. I I have no doubt in my mind. You know, I think, you know, they're especially coming up with what they came up with last year. I think they're extremely motivated. You know, they've been there. They obviously when we it, it, I would compare it to the time when we uh went to the uh Big Ten Championship at Washington State, um, and then went on with the Clemson. You know, that next year we was highly motivated. Uh, it was nothing that was going to stop us from trying to get that chip. And we got to them championship games. We made sure we right those wrongs. So I can definitely see them doing that. Man. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully our Buckeyes are back in the semifinals and, uh, you know, have an opportunity to play for the national championship this year. And But it always goes through the Big Ten first, the Big Ten championship game. So we don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much, but, Thanks again for joining us for another week of Roommates with Cardell Jones and Tyus Powell. Join us yeah, next week as yeah. we talk more Buckeye football and uh, what's to come.